Hey everyone and welcome back to The Leadership Project with your host Mick Spears. We bring you thought-provoking guests and topics every week to challenge your thinking about leadership. Our aim is to help you become the leader that you wish you always had as we learn together and lead together. Welcome back to The Leadership Project with your host, Mick Spears, where our vision is to inspire all leaders to challenge the status quo, and we empower modern leaders through knowledge and emotional intelligence to create meaningful impact. Today's episode is part one of a two-part special interview with another inspiring woman leader in industry. We are honoured and privileged to be joined by Su Lin Lau, who is the marketing manager of Grab. She shares her thoughts on leadership, what she's learnt through her career, and it's really worth listening to. Please sit back, enjoy. We hope that you get a lot of value out of today's episode and make sure you do catch us for part two. Hey everyone and welcome back to The Leadership Project where our vision is to inspire all leaders to challenge the status quo. Our mission is to empower modern leaders through knowledge and emotional intelligence to create meaningful impact. We're very excited to come to you with this podcast on International Women's Day 2021 and to acknowledge that the mission or the catchphrase or the theme for this year's International Women's Day is to choose to challenge, to create a difference and to not accept that things are just the way they are and that we can't improve. I'm really excited today that we're joined by a young modern leader to celebrate International Women's Day, to inspire women from all around the world to progress and to show them that they can be successful in business and in life. Today, we're joined by Su Lin Lau from Grab. Now, for those in our international audience, Grab is like the Southeast Asian version of Uber or Lyft. But I'll give you my honest view, it's far better than either of those. Grab is an all-in-one environment where you can do all kinds of things. Yes, you can use ride-hailing services, but you can also do your shopping through Grab Mart. You can even get insurance for your trip through an insurance product that they have in there. There's a rewards program to reward and incentivize your behavior. And there is Grab Food where you can get home delivery meals, which was really important during the heat of COVID-19, where a lot of people were not able to leave their apartments or leave their homes. Grab has got an amazing program that we're going to talk about today. It's called Grab for Good, and that will be part of what we talk about today. But the main part is to hear from Su Lin about what it takes to be a dynamic and young leader in the modern world. Su Lin, it's, uh, it's great to have you here with us today. Can you please introduce yourself in terms of your role in the organization and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so hi, I'm Sulin. I look after marketing in Grab in kind of two buckets. I look after, we're, we're in eight countries. 
And so I look after the country marketing teams outside of our HQ. So Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, all these places. And I also look after the Grab brand. So what we stand for as a company, what we believe in, and what kind of things we want to do in the world. So those two buckets. I was going to say, actually, I, I thought the introduction was really funny and I was giggling because actually one of the things that is unusual about me in Grab is how 43 years young I am. So I, was, I started work in 1998, which is about 10 years before Facebook came into all our lives, right? And so I think this is quite interesting. I do consider myself a young woman. And chronologically, that probably isn't what the world sees me as. But we can talk more about that today. Fantastic, Suleim. So first of all, I would never have guessed your age. Secondly, that means that you've been in business during the most amazing changes. Oh, yeah. yeah, financial crisis as well. Yeah, right. So you've been through some amazing changes that have happened in the world. And lastly, I'd like to congratulate you on your success. The Grab brand is such a strong and recognized brand in Southeast Asia. It must be eight or nine countries where it's synonymous with mobility. It's synonymous with home delivery of food, as I mentioned before. And of course, things like Grab Pay, being able to go around to the local coffee shop and to be able to do micro purchases with your Grab Pay wallet as well. And I understand that relatively recently, Grab in Singapore took a digital banking license as well. Bank. Absolutely amazing. The evolution from what I understand started as a very small business in Malaysia, trying to work out how to improve taxis uh, and how people can hail taxis and move around to now what is one of Southeast Asia's most recognized brands. And that's why I say congratulations on your personal success in that regard, and also making a positive impact in the lives and connecting Southeast Asians in all kinds of ways, from community engagement to helping local businesses. It's really an amazing success story. So well done to you and well done to all of the Grab team for what you've achieved so far. And I'm really excited to see what you do next. Tell us a little bit more about your day-to-day work. What does a, a day in the life of Suleen look like? For us, we aren't at all like Uber, right? So that, that was one of the big differences in terms of when Uber was in this region. We, are, we aren't at all like Uber. We kind of index to becoming very localized. So in every country that we work in and we operate in, our product mix is slightly different. So that means that from a marketing perspective, we have teams originating thinking and plans and, and even product thinking sitting in different countries. If we were allowed to travel uh, in 2021 and you opened your Grab app in Indonesia or you opened it in Cambodia, you would see completely different things that Grab serves. In Indonesia, you can have doctors, telemedicine, oh, wow. you can consult okay. a doctor about a cold and stuff like that. And in Myanmar, you can basically get tuk-tuk and tuk-tuks deliver your parcels in Cambodia. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite different. And so my day-to-day is quite unusual because, and it's awesome. It's like Willy Wonka's factory, right? So I have 160 people working across all our markets. And the problems that they surface will sound very exotic if you kind of sit in your Singapore bubble, right? So you'll have 
all types of different things happening in, in different countries. So we're also expanding into the rural areas. So I, I think a lot of the calls that we have right now, it's like, how do we represent a super app, an app with multiple services to people that are probably not as tech savvy? I had a call the other day about how are we onboarding farmers and fishermen onto our platform as well and how do we communicate to them in a, in a very, very different sort of way. And so that part of, I think, the interesting thing about the job is that every hour of the day, you kind of have to switch to a different kind of bucket in your brain. And sometimes it's, it's kind of more normal, kind of normal, modern marketeer stuff. Like this morning before speaking to you, it's a performance marketing audience playbook. And sometimes it's pretty exotic and pretty fun because it's exotic. I think we might have to have you back on the program another day to talk about marketing because what you're talking about there is a really great sign of really listening to the market and marketing obviously starts with a listening activity and it's a cycle that continues on. So I'm really interested to hear what you're saying there about the fact that it is different in each country and living here in Singapore, I didn't know that. I have used the Grab app in the Philippines and in a few other countries, but I didn't realize just how different it is as it spreads across. So yeah, once again, well done. Really interesting. Just to give you an example, in Singapore, you'll see something called mix and match, right? Which we kind of use in malls, right? Yeah. So you can take an order. I think Grab is the only one that can do this. You can order from a couple of different restaurants within the same mall in the same order. So we kind of save on that delivery, right? So you you have one guy picking up different things from different restaurants in the mall. Using that same mindset, we've managed to use that in wet markets in Vietnam and Malaysia. So instead of going to a supermarket, because it's not one stall in a wet market, right? When you, you shop in a supermarket, you're just buying from Tesco or Walmart or whatever that is. If you go to a wet market, which is where the majority of people are in shop in Vietnam, you're buying from different individual small vendors using the same tech. We do that in Vietnam where they buy from the chicken seller, the herb guy, the noodle guy. That same technology is hyper-localized for Vietnam's grocery buying moms, right? So I have to admit that my wife and I have used the mix and match functionality because we don't always agree on what we're going to have for dinner. So it, it does Names make it. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's really good. It saves arguments. It's very good. All right. So it is International Women's Day. What does International Women's Day mean to you? I think for a large part, right, over the decades, it's meant different things, right? I think female empowerment, um, when I was very young, meant that you had to behave like as strong as a guy, right? That was absolutely true. If you think about the 80s and and the 90s, like how to feel powerful and how to feel empowered is being as powerful as your male counterparts. And I think how every year when you think about Women's Day, you think about how that idea of empowerment has evolved, Over the last, I think, maybe 10 years, I feel that as a female, there are things that I do or or, or innate traits that my male counterparts don't have access to some of those things that I, I can do, right? And I think that being comfortable in our own sense of how we feel powerful a reminder every year around this time, I'm, I'm very grateful for how the world has changed. 
around allowing us to have our own personal idea of feeling empowered and strong. And, and that's what it means to me. That's really insightful, Sulin. It makes me think of something I was considering the other day. And this has happened in my lifetime and yours. If you think about strong female leaders on the world scene, and you think back to when we were young, you and I, Margaret Thatcher is the person that comes to mind, who was Prime Minister of, of England for many years, and her nickname was the Iron Lady. And the way that women could make it into powerful positions was to emulate men or maybe even go even further and be even go the other end of the scale. And now you look through to today and you have people like Jacinda Ardern, who is the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who's just herself. I, I don't know her personally, but when she comes across in the media, you get this impression of someone who's just being her authentic self who's very empathetic, who's very caring, who's got a very high level of emotional intelligence, but still decisive and clear and, in my view, is doing a wonderful job in New Zealand around things like COVID-19 as an example and some disasters, unfortunately, that they've had in New Zealand during her term. What's your reflection on that and how it plays out on the world scene? Well, I can't answer about the world scene, right? But I, what, what I was going to say is that I think Jacinda Ardern is, is like uh, amazing, right? I, I, on all fronts, like super talented, comes across as super authentic. I mean, most likely, I mean, we all don't know her personality, but most likely you have this impression she's such a great person, like yeah. a good neighbor, you know? I, I'm not any one of these things, but what I'm grateful for in this day and age is that I'm, I'm not even half a good person like her, right? But I feel very, very comfortable in being myself in any situation, whether I'm applying for a job, I'm speaking to a, a, a business partner. I, I feel that I have the permission as a woman, as an ordinary woman, not a Jacinta Arden, you know, rock star woman, as an ordinary kind of average person, I feel very much empowered to wear whatever I like to any meeting, not need to kind of self-censor my thoughts when I speak to people and, and just be authentic and, and feel very comfortable with it. And it gives you so much more strength because you're true. Even if that's not a perfect true, even if it's not a fully attractive true, feel comfortable being true to yourself. And I think that that's something that women have started to enjoy, even in this part of the world where it was not always very true. And I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful that for the last 10 years, I've been able to pretty much say whatever I want, think whatever I want, and not be sanctioned for it wear whatever I want. Like if I wanted to wear all pink Hello Kitty up to work, nobody's going to give me crap for it. I'm really pleased to hear you say that, uh, Sulina. It does give me confidence that we're making ground. I still think we've got a long way to go. We're not where we need to be, but it's certainly a recognition that the world is changing and it's changing for the better. You've had some great success in your career up until this point. What leaders have you had that have inspired you 
to be who you are, to be the person that you are today? The, the context of it is I'm, I started off working uh, a bit of a nerd, right? And I had a strong dislike for people who are fluffy. Okay. Uh, uh, like 23 years ago, okay? 22 years ago. And then somebody really, really a lot smarter than me uh, told me this. I, I think it was English because English people can quote really well verbatim. And I, I can't remember who was quoting, but he said, rigor alone is paralytic death. But imagination alone is insanity. And you need the combination of both. Uh, I think I was told that when I was 24. I'm not 43. It's 20 years. And I think that before I understood what kind of person that was, I started to think like, that's, that's who I want to look up to. People that, that can understand things very, very deeply. And they take the time to understand things for themselves, unpack things for themselves, study things for themselves. And yet they don't get confined by it, but they can dream. They can dream of what can be. And so when I think about people that, that really inspire me, they fall into that, that type. I think, you know, business, the business school world has called them T-shaped people, uh, give them some sort of like fancy label. But it's always been people that can go deep and people that can go deep enough to understand the mechanics of something and then dream to see what it could be. Yeah, very good. The names are anybody that does that. They don't need to be terribly famous. Like I like biographies of not that famous people. There's a book that Maria Popova, a quite famous blogger, has written about people that change the world with finding tiny things uh, that move things along, right? And those things truly inspire me. I guess the famous versions of that would be an Elon Musk, but for every Elon Musk, there are... 50,000, 500,000 of interesting stories that, that inspire me about people that move things forward for those reasons. That's outstanding. Thank you for sharing that with us. To unpack it a little bit further then, what does that mean in terms of the attributes that you look for in a leader that you want to follow? What are the personal attributes that you look for? I used to have that phrase, right? People that go deep and people that go broad, right? So people that are highly rigorous and people that can dream. Until I, until I when I was joining Grab, I, I spoke to the founders and that was the first time I ever heard the Grab values um, for, for leaders, right? And it just felt so right. So in my job interview to join Grab, um, Ling, one of the co-founders, was talking to me about like what they were looking for in leaders. It, they listed out four H's. And I think that that's perfect. Like Even if I leave Grab, I'm going to steal this. Four H's. Hunger. Heart. Humility. And honor. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah. I, yeah. When you, when you first hear it, it's amazing, right? When you first hear it. And I think that hunger, hunger is about thinking about doing impossible things. Thinking about like doing things you're not told to do. And imagining a, a future that's, that's at least one step beyond what we do today. And, and, and that continuous improvement thing, I, I, I love that, right? Heart is about the compassion. And that means in the communities that we serve, but also with one another and making sure that we don't always just index to 
oh, what OKR are we trying to maximize today? What KPI should I try to optimize for? It is more of a global optima, like thinking about, yes, we all need some performance metrics to work towards, but what is the larger picture? A leader should be able to step in between the lines of performance metrics. You should be able to say, oh, there's constraints to optimizing to a very few bunch of metrics, and we should be able to have the judgment to operate in it, but also take into account the things that can't be counted, right? And the third one, I think is my favorite, because I struggle with that every day. I think humility, it's about two things. It's not just about modesty. I think humility if you want to be really good at what you do, it requires intellectual humility. It requires the humility to say that there's so much of stuff I don't understand and I would like to try to. And it takes intellectual humility to see when you're wrong, to allow yourself to oh, be yeah. questioned, to question yourself. So I, I think the third one is actually very unusual and very special for Grab. And I see that. And of course, honor. Honor is really about authenticity. It's about keeping promises. And something as basic as like, you just say, you do this, and you do it. And not breaking promises. And I think that that's true for leaders. And now that's probably the lens I look at if I, if I think about whether somebody has leadership ingrained in them. That's outstanding, Suleen. I've got to tell you, I was sitting there just absorbed with everything that you were saying. And I was thinking about all of the leaders that I've had in my career as you're talking and classifying them and going, you know, who were the really inspirational ones? And they ticked all of those boxes. And who were the leaders that didn't inspire me, made me feel less inspired? And we could go into that in a lot of detail uh, one day, maybe maybe over a coffee yeah. or something. And those ones that were at the other end of the scale would be missing one or more of those. So that was really insightful. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to remember that forever. That's uh, really great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's not mine. It's grabs. So when we do our performance evaluation, we have two sections. I mean, we just completed it for last year, right? So we have two sections. We have business impact and culture. And in the culture section, we assess ourselves about how we did in, you know, in 2020 around these four things. So we do a self-assessment. And I would probably say that because I've been given this, these very clear four words, right? I can actually say that I've probably grown. I'm, I'm still horrible at some of them, but I've probably grown because I look at them as I accept them as the correct benchmark for leadership. And, and I can see my gap to what I think a correctly humble person should be or a correctly hot person should be, right? And I was just told by my, my manager, she's like, yeah, actually, you know, uh, you have improved a lot in this area in the last couple of years. <laughs> That's really amazing because now what you're talking about, which is one of my favorite things, is self-reflection. You're not just kind of using it as a benchmark for, for others, but you're also reflecting on yourself. And once again, we could talk about that for hours, but I practice self-reflection every day. At the end of every business day, I think about what went well, what didn't go well, 
and what could I have done differently to achieve a, a different outcome? I still do that every day. I've been doing it for more than a decade now. And I'm going to add something to that now, which is I'm going to test myself against the four H's. Just wonderful. I'm, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. It's really great. And I know that our listeners are going to love it as well. Wow, the four H's. I'm certainly going to take that one away from today's episode. Really impactful stuff. You've been listening to The Leadership Project with your host, Mick Spears. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode, which was part one of a two-part series with Sue Lin Lau of Grab. Please do join us again soon as we bring you part two And Sue Lin goes into more detail about her own career progression and some of the important lessons that she's learnt along the way. We hope you are enjoying the show and getting great value from it. Please do remember to hit subscribe to The Leadership Project on your favourite podcast service so that you are informed of all of our future episodes. It would also be great if you could tell your friends about the show so they can enjoy it as well. And if you could please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. From all the team at The Leadership Project, please do take care and stay safe and remember to always challenge the status quo. Listening to the Leadership Project at mixbeers.com. A huge call out to Faris Sadek for his video editing of all of our video content, and to all of the team at TLP. Joanne goes on, Gerald Calibo, and my amazing wife Say Spears. I could not do this show without you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Leadership Project YouTube channel where we bring you interesting videos each and every week. And you can follow us on social, particularly on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, in the meantime, please do take care, look out for each other, and join us on this journey as we learn together and lead together.